Undoing the Way podcasts are done. This is Background Noise from Undoing, a podcast about entrepreneurs, for entrepreneurs, by entrepreneurs. And because we're bootstrappers, we're cheap and shun the conventions of expensive microphones and studios and keep the conversations real, raw, uncut, and usually full of background noise. Except these days, hunkered down in our basement offices. Stick around. We'll gladly fill some of that time. This is Background Noise. Today, eight episodes into our little podcast, with COVID quarantining the world and necessitating no end of pivoting, we thought we could take advantage of some downtime at Undoing, reflect on where we've been as a small business, where we were planning to go pre-corona, and what we think our role as educators and consultants can be in this new world. As in the past two weeks, we begin in the basement offices of the Boisvin and Cadet Residences, But rather than cut to an interview with another entrepreneur, we keep the conversation right here to discuss our reset. And we hope you'll find there's something in it for you both today and in our new endeavor to be launched later in the week. Why are we still together? We have absolutely nothing to offer one another, and yet here we are still. Yeah, well, we got brought together. Actually, it'll be five years this May long weekend. Uh, to put together a project for a book publisher that was a non-traditional textbook offering. And uh, we got thrown together in a room in some interesting circumstances. And we were asked to put together a proposal for this project. But what we quickly found out was, is that we had, you know, a lot more in common outside of just wanting to develop something different. Uh, We didn't really know much of each other, but realized quite quickly that we were doing things very similarly at uh, our institutions, even though we kind of come from different backgrounds and whatever, we realized that, you know, the way that education was traditionally done bottom line didn't really sort of work for either one of us. So we were always trying to do different things. And this textbook project was a manifestation of that. So that's kind of how it came to be that we got together. But I think it was the summer uh, of that year when I was on sabbatical that I brought you an article um, from the Atlantic and people have probably heard this story if they've followed along with us at all. And, uh, it talked about competency-based education. So what, what do you remember from that? What do you remember from your first taste of that, you know, type of, uh, education approach? Well, I think that, um, you're right. You and I had been working on that, that non-textbook project and we were sort of been given carte blanche to do as we pleased provided that we did cover up the cornerstones of marketing. And one of the ways that we decided to differentiate it from a marketing textbook, aside from the fact that there would be no pages or cover or table of contents was that we were going to weave um, these things called competencies into the, um, the content. So in other words, there, I think we called them cross training bundles back in the day um, where we would have a marketing concept, but you would have to go and demonstrate uh, knowledge of it by doing something as opposed to answering a multiple choice question. So that was one of the, the selling features that we brought to Nelson, that one of the ways we wanted to teach it. And then we would pepper the thing with um, some sketch animation and some 
interesting, relevant cases and some industry interviews and a variety of other things. And so by the time, I think we were almost wrapped up writing that when we sat down and uh, you brought me that article of at the Atlantic about competency-based. And I remember vividly thinking, holy crap, this is actually a thing. This, what you and I have done with Mindtap Marketing and what you and I have been doing basically our entire teaching careers because we knew no other way of doing it. Well, this is actually has, has become institutionalized. Do you remember the, um, the uh, college that was sort of pioneering that? Uh, there were a couple down in the States. Um, Southern New Hampshire was the one that I've always followed and they've done a really interesting way of looking at education because they do not just online. They don't, you know, and essentially what we're doing these days is more distance than online, but we'll get into that later. But uh, more just focused on trying to find accessible ways to get people education. But they did so in ways where the classroom wasn't the sole focus and it wasn't just the place where all the learning happened. It realized quite quickly that learning was happening outside of the classroom. And so that's what really drove us to, you know, look into that model. And so that led us down varying paths over the years but really what it started was undoing and right undoing sort of became this thing where we were undoing the way that education was done and then our discussions about marketing when we talked about that project was undoing the way marketing was done and so we just sort of carried along with that concept and uh you know tried various things over the years and tried to sort of make things stick but you know given our backgrounds of you know full-time jobs and full-time dads and everything else we just always seemed to get to a certain point, get to an idea, and then something would happen. And, you know, sometimes it was another version of a textbook. So we, we've had two textbooks on top of that special textbook we mentioned um, since then, and we're wrapping up the, the second one right now. So there's been a lot to get in the way, but we've stuck to it. And I think, you know, we got to the fall of 2018 and said, well, we got to do something more specific and something more uh, longstanding. And that's when you came up with the idea for a podcast. So why don't you sort of just briefly talk about that and how it's sort of gotten us to where we are today? I'm not sure if it was me or or you. It's one of the things about um, the chemistry that, that we seem to have evolved into is that, um, and when we wrote MyTap for Marketing, remember at the end, we couldn't real, we couldn't figure out who wrote what chapter. Yeah, I still it, don't know. It was, I'd, have to, like, I'd have to look back. I, I have no idea. Yeah, we'd have to look at the original transcripts, but... So I, I'm not sure if it was me or you, but I remember being out on the island and and thinking we have to do something tangible. I mean, we've we've had all of these false starts. So now what can we do? And it was around that time in the summertime when I heard um, I think I was listening to a Vaynerchuk book talking about Boys First and that podcasts don't have to be um, long and produced and multi-dimensional in fact the movement now is towards short bite-sized chunks of audio which kind of resonated with us because that's sort of what MindTap was it was the ability to, to learn um, fundamentals of marketing one scoop at a time so we came up with this idea at the time called the daily undoing which was designed as a flash briefing little 60 second bits of you know marketing tips or learnings uh, that could be beckoned from from echo speakers. And then we tried to explain that to people, what flash briefings were and how there were some of their podcasts and no one knew what they were. And even at the rapid adoption of Alexa and, and smart speakers, still to this day, I think a small, very small percentage of people know what a flash briefing is. But everyone knows what a podcast is. 
So we merely just took, we just changed the language and called it a podcast. We keep it and have always had it in the Alexa system, but I think it's more known now as a podcast, The Daily Undoing. And I think we're well past our 300th episode of that. And so that's kind of been, I think for the two of us, at least peace of mind that there's a pulse going through this thing that we call undoing in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And I think, you know, that was something we got going on. Uh, one day we'll tell the story of the 12 days of undoing, but uh, that's for another time. That was uh, quite the adventure, but you know, we've, we plugged away at things over the years and honestly just tried to provide, you know, value to the marketplace, giving them interesting takes on education and marketing. And it was really that intersection of marketing and education. We kept coming back to it. We, we may try to go off in the direction of marketing and at consulting or education and whatever. And we are always, you know, we always came back to the fact that we are that intersection of those two things and neither one can exist without the other sort of thing. And uh, we got to this past fall, you know, probably a couple months before Christmas and we got to, uh, you know, a, a place where we said, okay, well maybe we need to combine this thing into something. Right. And we decided that, you know, we see platforms all the time, connecting people, gig, gig economy, all of these trends were all sorts of sort of things. And, um, you know, had a, had a challenge that we thought, well, maybe we can try to sort of combine these things together. Right. We know a bunch of entrepreneurs through various, uh, you know, contacts that we've had and, you know, people that have turned into entrepreneurs that were our students. And we have a whole bunch of students that we've had contact with our, you know, my teaching assistants, your students, and, you know, the contacts we've had over the years. And we thought, well, maybe there's a way to, to bring these two worlds together. And so, you know, we, we were kind of discussing that in the fall, we were doing a lot of blogging and trying to figure ourselves out and got to a point where we were like, you know what, something's got to come together here. We got to bring these worlds together. And that's what we came up with this concept called kinship. Well, I remember for me, there was, there was a vivid moment um, for me that, that tipped the, the scale a bit. And I think for you as well, in a slightly different way, for me, it was one of these typical meetings that I have with, uh, with underemployed students. You know, they, they graduate with the brightest smiles you can imagine. And months or years later, I either run into them by happenstance at a Starbucks and they're working there. Um, or I get a, a request from LinkedIn to, uh, to meet with me or an email. And this was one of those cases. And I met with this student right around the time that you're talking about. And, um, and she, was, she, she was totally demoralized and discouraged. And this was not, she was a shadow of her former self when she walked across the stage with all this promise. And, and I had this conversation before. It was deja vu. And, but in the past, I was comfortable with myself in saying, you know what? Uh, use me as a as a reference. Can I write you a letter? Let me connect you with someone on LinkedIn, and that would always sort of make me feel like I had done my my job. But this time, there was something that just gave, and I thought, you know, why why is, does this continue? And now I'm honestly feeling like a part of the problem that we are just blindly pushing these students out the pipeline, feeling confident that we've given them all that they need, wiping our hands of it, and and letting them go. And I think 
around that same time, you had written a blog piece about, you know, the shortcomings of college slash university internship programs. <clears throat> and I think you had ended um, one of your blogs with rather than internships, we should think of kinship. And I thought, bang, that's, that's what we're doing. That's what we've always done. These worlds are colliding and this is now a legitimate business model to consider uh, bringing these underemployed or unemployed students together with a lot of these scrappy lean entrepreneur startups that have no budget for a quote unquote marketing department and seeing if we could create um, kind of a dating service, I think to quote your words. So that was the magic moment for me. And, you know, I, I thought, I think I might've spoken for you there, but it was, you had written that blog that I think was quite transformational in your world. Yeah. And I think all the stuff that I had been thinking about over the last few years and all the things that I try to do in my classes to bring, make it relevant. Now you and I both do that. You, you rip the headlines from the day and walk into class and use them in class. I'm, you know, bringing content only into classes that I think students will see once they get out into the real world. So you know, the real world versus the academic world. And there's a real clash there. But the fact is, is that students come out of that academic world into the real world and how ready are they? And that's why we talk about competencies. That's why we talk about the, the skills that are needed. And so this, the idea we had was, why don't we find students that have graduated, struggled, can't find what they're looking to do, don't know what they want to do, and then match them with entrepreneurs that are, you know, as you said, sort of spunky and, you know, have, got some great idea that's going pretty well, but they're having trouble with growth or staffing or whatever, and give them kind of a temporary match. And we actually did it in the fall and with a couple of contexts that we had, both student and employer, and it went really well and both sides benefited from it. And we thought, you know what, that's great. And so we moved into the new year and we thought this is what we're going to try to pursue in some way, shape or form. And then, you know, we get bogged down by, you know, the, semester that comes and all the challenges that come with a new semester and then all of a sudden you know deadlines for textbooks come up and then you know the thing that you can't avoid the million pound elephant in the room and the coronavirus starts to be in the news and COVID-19 and all of a sudden we go from the classroom to well to me a bedroom in the basement and so I think same thing with you and that shifted a lot of what we wanted to do at least for a while but it's the idea of kinship still remains. And I think that's where we're taking the next step here is that we still want to do this. We still see a match that needs to be made, but more so we sort of see ourselves as really being that in between to these two worlds. And we're in the academic world, but we consult and help other companies. We help students once they've graduated. And so, you know, we came up with this idea of, well, maybe we can try to do something at a distance, because usually you and I meet once a week at least uh, for a coffee in person that almost seems impossible to do these days, which it is literally, but it's going to be for a long time. And now we're sort of thinking of hosting these sessions that we can maybe provide some guidance and direction, right? Yeah, I think that that's another one of those things I remember it was right around last week where where we both came to this realization somewhat out of, again, that moral compass, but I think also prompted by some of the things that we had been seeing 
out there on on social media. Um, people, you know, traditional mainstream media was telling us all we needed to know about the catastrophic nature of this to to uh, livelihoods and to life. But as as anyone could have called, it, it wasn't long before. Um, you could see some of these scavengers looking for ways to to manipulate this and to take advantage of it and to um, snake oil sell their way into some form of keeping their own lights on. And you know, Grant, everybody has had to has had to try and and make something work, rubbing sticks together to try and and uh, earn a living through all this. But I think what you and I were seeing, and you you pointed out some some things specifically that made us think, oh God, you know. Can we not make a difference here authentically and and not ask for anything? I mean, the kinship model, as you and I first drew it up, was was intended to be a a profitable business idea that would benefit three stakeholders: entrepreneurs, students, and at some point in time, us. Although we hadn't drawn a dime from it until that point. And as much as we would like to relaunch that, you know, this is not the time. But as you said, this is the time to actually offer help. And, and I think we both saw signs and, and felt signs that, that the students that we were going to be pushing out this year, the graduating class of 2020, was going to be walking into a buzzsaw economically and opportunity-wise. And we thought, okay, well, what can we do in our active roles now to at least be a, a, an empathetic ear and perhaps maybe even a constructive ear to that cohort. And maybe at the same time, you know, bring in some of these entrepreneurs, a couple of which we've been working with for the past several months and people like that. And, and again, play, if nothing else, a mentor to these different parties. Yeah. And I think that's the real uh, focus for us right now is you know, and I think we'll get into it more in our first live session when we when we do do it, hopefully later this week, get into sort of what companies are doing out there. Uh, what are they experiencing, but also what do we see them doing? And then what are students doing? What are they thinking about? What What does sort of their world look like? And then have just sort of back and forth and answer questions from each other, essentially, where we get into some of the details of this. And then we open up for discussion. We'll take questions if we're if we're live. And just trying to sort of provide the very unique perspective that we have, given that, you know, we're still plugging away at grading and working on our exams and all of this stuff for, for that side of things, but also knowing that there are entrepreneurs sitting at home completely paralyzed, can't do anything or need help and don't know where to find it. And students who are with the exact same feelings, just in a, you know, in a different state of, of where they're at, but that's what we want to provide. And that's what we're hoping to provide. So this was really this podcast was to lay the foundation for where we've come from why we're doing this so get a sense of where we're at and what we're going to do and then you know launch something that is of value that is a benefit that really brings together years and years and we make jokes about the number of years that we've been doing this but it's also all these years of having had all these experiences and knowing uh you know what we believe is important and we've talked so much about how important it is to get outside of the classroom and You've heard it on the podcast. We've talked about it. You know, Dave's gone live on Instagram with various outside of the classroom things. Well, now we don't have a classroom. And now students don't have a, maybe a sense of where they go next and maybe neither do businesses. And we certainly don't have all the answers, but we certainly have a unique perspective that we can bring. And 
offer to our network and that's what we're about to embark on. There's no such thing as a natural evolution in the first quarter of 2020. Everybody's having to do unnatural evolutions and pivot. And this, I guess, is our proverbial pivot. And perhaps one day we can revisit the original model. But I think we both, I think we're both first grateful that, you know, we, we are in professions that afford us, um, you know, a, a reasonable living to be able to support a small family, to have a lot of latitude in how we do our jobs, um, you know, and, and now more than ever to have some sort of security. And I think we're both feeling a sense of wanting to give back in some way, in a, but in an authentic way. You sent me that article last week from the Globe about uh, students panicking, graduating students panicking. I've felt it. I went live on Instagram a couple mornings ago, and it was just to say hello to whoever would listen. And immediately two or three of my current students just wanted to know that someone was there to hear them, right? And one of them was, can you, can I use you as a reference? You know, of course. And I think we'll talk a lot about things like that. And we'll talk about LinkedIn and some tips and tricks for LinkedIn and some of the things that, that these students and entrepreneurs can be doing in this desperate time of being dormant. Yeah. And, and, and it is exactly that. And we want to, you know, we're not, I wouldn't stay we're pen and teller. I know that which one I think you are, but you know, we're not Penn and Teller, the behind the scenes of magic exactly like that. But we do want to sort of say, here's where people are coming from. Here's what their intentions are. Here's what they're thinking of. And that's always really helpful just to get different perspectives and then, and then find out from the people who we speak of what they think. And so get students, get entrepreneurs, get people having this conversation, get these discussions going. There's lots we can do from our home. So despite the fact that People may feel like they're stagnant or can't do anything or whatever. You can still reach out and there's, there's ways to do that. So there's a lot to uncover there. I hope it will be kind of a rapid fire back and forth, both between you and I, but then also with anybody who wants to sort of engage as well. So we'll be finding different ways to engage people and, and, and different topics and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think it's time. So I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, let's fire it up hopefully later this week. And, uh, and give it a shot. The kinship sessions coming soon. Well, that was actually uh, semi-professional. <laughs> University of Calgary Haskane School of Business Prof. Mark Boivin and me, David Gadetz of the Southern Alberta Institute of Technology School of Business. That's our story so far, but we invite you to join in and invite others as we go live to social media with the kinship sessions, an open-ended conversation hoping to add some calm to the storm not only for our students, but for entrepreneurs, and if we were to be honest, ourselves too. Stay safe and healthy, and thanks for making us your background noise. It means a lot.